Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light. The private writings of the Saint of Calcutta. Chapter 3 continued. The first step. In early October, Mother Teresa returned from Darjeeling to Calcutta to resume her duties at St. Mary's School. As soon as the opportunity presented itself, she related what had happened on the train and during the retreat to her spiritual director, Jesuit Father Celeste Van Exen, and showed him the few notes written during the retreat. Mother Teresa wanted to act immediately upon her inspiration. Yet because she had consecrated her life to God through a vow of obedience, she could proceed only with the approval of her superiors. To her, their blessing was not a mere formality, but a protection and assurance that God's hand was in her undertaking. Only their permission would give her the certainty that this call was indeed God's will and not some delusion. It was the task of her spiritual director, of the superiors of her religious order, and especially the Jesuit Archbishop of Calcutta, Ferdinand Perrier, to test and discern this call. If they found it inauthentic, they would be obliged to discourage it. If they found it genuine, they would be conscience-bound to help bring it to realization. Father Van Exum, being a wise spiritual director, took the matter very seriously. He had great admiration for this fervent and humble nun and a respect for the depth of her spiritual life. He had no second thoughts about her sincerity, but was aware of the risks of placing too much credence in such experiences should their source prove not to be divine. Knowing Mother Teresa's firm determination to do only God's will, he decided to test the authenticity of the inspirations and counted on her obedience as a confirmation of God's hand in this extraordinary happening. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angel of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Why did Mother Teresa think that the blessing of her superiors, above all her spiritual fathers, was not a mere formality? Well, a for mere formality is just something you go through, but it doesn't really have any effect on what you're doing. It's just something that we have to do, a loophole to go through, part of a bureaucratic process, it'll be rubber-stamped, 
but what you want to do is fine. That's not how Mother Teresa looked at it. She looked at this blessing by her spiritual director. That is, the blessing to go forward with this invitation from Jesus as a protection and assurance that God's hand was in her undertaking. Did Mother Teresa not believe that Jesus had spoken to her? No, she believed it. She had this unique experience of hearing the voice of Jesus. The same voice that Peter heard, the same voice that Paul heard. And that's the crucial thing, right? Peter lived with Jesus for three years. He touched him. He saw him. After Jesus ascended, after he rose from the dead, Paul had this remarkable experience where he saw him. He heard his voice. For Paul said to Jesus, he was blinded. Lord, who are you? Because Jesus had said to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And Saul said, who are you? And he said, I am Jesus. Now, it's that kind of experience in the sense that Paul heard the voice of Jesus without seeing him. It's something like that that Mother Teresa experienced on the tree. Something like it. If we want to have some biblical foundation for thinking about it, that's a good place to start. She has this experience. And Christ said to her, come be my light. It's fascinating words. He didn't say, I will be your light. Jesus said to Mother, come be my light. Meaning, as we'll see later on, come and be my light to the poor. You carry me into the slums. You be my light to those people. Because they won't recognize me. They won't receive me. But they'll receive you. You who've already been there. You who have a good reputation there. You who brought joy there. You go and be my light. Now, Mother Teresa believed that Jesus had spoken to her. And that he had had an ongoing conversation with her during that retreat. But she also knew what her patron saint had said, St. Therese, that we are bad judges in our own case. And so Mother Teresa, on the one hand, wanted to protect herself from delusion. But she also wanted to protect herself from any misrepresentation of what Christ had said. See, she may be absolutely convinced that Christ spoke to her, but did she get exactly right what he said? Did she precisely understand when and where this was to happen? Was there anything about her reception of what he said that needed to be questioned? And so even in this matter, this matter which we will see later on, touched her to the depth of her being, she sought obedience in how to deal with it. She sought the blessing of the church. She sought the blessing of a spiritual father. Again, not because that had to prove that it was real, but as a protection and an assurance that her reaction to that voice was God's undertaking. During Lent, let us pray for the grace of obedience. Let us pray for the grace to understand this obedience. Let us pray for the grace 
to understand what it means for Jesus to be led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. Let us pray for the grace to understand why the food of Jesus was to do the will of him who sent him. That Jesus lived under obedience to his father. And even when he was younger, he lived under obedience to Mary and Joseph, the shadow of his eternal father. And if we want to do penance during Lent, if we want to make sacrifices, one of the best sacrifices is that of our own will. Let us live under obedience. Let us live by the command and the direction of our superiors. And when we can't find out what they explicitly want, well, let's do what we think they would tell us to do. And then, if we live under obedience, we will have much protection and much assurance that what we're doing is truly God's will. And when we have that, well, then we throw ourselves into what we're doing with the help of the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.